So I, I want to read the scripture before we go into the, into the um, message today. It's 2 Timothy 4, 7, and 8. I have fought the good fight, and I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. From now on, there is reserved for me, to, for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. And this is a word of God for the people of God. So um, when Pastor Andrew asked me to preach today, I, I need to share, I was, I was a little nervous. Um, not so much for what I'm going to say or, you know, sharing, but how to condense all that I wanted to share in a reasonable time. Because soon you will learn about me, I love to talk. A lot. And I can do it in two languages, so you can imagine, right? So it was more than coming up with what to say. It was how can we condense this? And we said it so many times that Pastor Andrew started to feel a little nervous as well. Like, oh, my gosh, am I going to have to cut you off? <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm glad. And this is, this is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. And I want to share a little bit about my journey of faith with you. But it's, you know, it's a little hard. I've been... A Christian my whole life. I was born actually on a Sunday, so I, I think I came to come to church, you know. So I, along the way, you gather stories and, and, and seeds of faith, and I want to share some of you, some of them today with you. So last Sunday, we had a powerful message. I don't know about you, but I felt so inspired when I left this, this uh, church on Sunday, thinking how powerful and mighty is God, and that our God is able. It's, he's able indeed to do anything that we ask or we need. And I left so inspired. And I would love to continue the same line and, and, and share with you to remember to keep the faith. Because since we pray and God show us his power, there's, there's a timeline there's time that we need to wait and what to do in that moment when we're waiting for God to move in a powerful way. Well, we need to remember to keep the faith. We have been singing hymnals about, you know, the faithfulness of God and, and how good he is and, and the power and, and, every, and how faithful he is. And we need to sit sometimes in that thought, in that conviction, in the faith. So we need to remember to keep the faith. And um, faith is a, is a gift. Uh, it's a wonderful gift, and I appreciate my parents so much. They, they, they give me that gift of faith in God, and, and I pray and I hope that I can pass along that faith also to my, to my kids. Because regardless of what happened in life, regardless of what comes at you, faith is something that nobody can take from you. Faith in something that it doesn't get devaluated, that nobody can, can steal from you, is a gift, a truly everlasting gift. And that gift was given to me by my parents. And not only they gave me the gift, but they also showed me how it worked. He, they walked, they walked. 
They, they, they walk the talk, right? And I want to share with you a little, a little story. 20 years ago, we moved here from Puerto Rico to plant a church in northern Kentucky. And we were invited to a prayer service in, in I, I can't remember where, but it was in the middle of nowhere. And before the cell phones had the ability to tell us where to go, we had to ma- use a map. Remember the maps? Yes, yeah, so we had the maps, and my dad uh, printed the map quest. We were not, uh, you know, sure about the streets, so we got lost in the middle of the countryside. And um, we didn't have reception. Our cell phones didn't have reception. And even if we had reception, we couldn't explain to anybody how to get us, <laughs> how to help us out, because we, didn't have, we had no idea, you know, uh, where we were. But that is not the interesting part of the story. The interesting part is we were given a car. It was an older car. It was given to us by a generous uh, church uh, family. But this car decided that day to taste our, taste our faith. I forgot to mention to you that that was January, 5th, January 15th, and it was like 9 degrees. So it was really, really cold. And our car, the heater wasn't working, nothing. It just stopped, stopped working. So I could see kind of the fear in my parents, you know, in my parents' face. And we started to get a little nervous. So my dad said, all right, well, we were going to a prayer meeting. Let's start now, right? So we prayed and we asked God for rescue that day. And um, we did a short prayer. And after that short prayer, my mom's still a little, you know, nervous. So my dad said, all right. We, he had the bongos, I had a tambourine. He said, well, let's start singing. And that way we yeah, kind of uh, warm up and, and let's start singing. So we started singing a, a song that I love that is about faith. And this, this song is based on Matthew 17, 20. He replied, because you have so little faith. I truly tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will come. Nothing will be impossible for you. And while we sing, I remember the conviction coming back to my heart, knowing that God will do something. As we were singing, I remember thinking all the hard times that we had endured, all the times that we prayed, and God did something miraculous out of nowhere. So the singing and the praising put me in the faith place to believe. God is going to do something. He's not going to leave us just here. I don't know how long, how long passed and how long we sing for, but I, I feel like quickly came a red old truck with a, a guy who pulled, um, you know, in front of us. And my dad got quickly out of the car and he tried to explain to him, you know, what was wrong with the car and, and what was going on. And the guy, the guy never spoke. And by the way, he looked like Santa Claus. <laughs> that we were talking about putting the faith in Santa Claus. I don't think that was Santa, but he looked like Santa. And he got uh, out of the car. My dad explained to him what was going on. And this guy got jumping car uh, cables out of the truck. He said, my dad said, I've never seen so much trash. He was just looked there and got the cables out. And he jumped jump this the jump start the car and the car started working so my dad said thank you thank you and this guy just turned away back 
in that country, in the country, um, country road. And so we realized that he just came to help us. He wasn't that way. He just came to help us. So my dad, with, he had a very surprised expression and got into the car and say, I think that was an angel. So we look back and we never saw the truck again. The truck, you know, there's a fear. There's a fear. Was an angel or not, I cannot tell you. But I can tell you that God came to our rescue. And in that moment of desperation and knowing, not knowing what to do, God was faithful and he was good. Dios es bueno. So this experience shaped my faith, made, made faith visible, touchable for me. And there's three lessons that I learned from that experience that I would like to share with you today. This, this story, um, I'm sorry. Help me, <clears throat> sorry, help me to remember that you are, that you are precious for God, that we are children for God. We, we belong to a father who is never late for child support. We belong to a father who would never take his last name from our birth certificate. We belong to a father that will never close the door for our prayer. He will always take care of us. He will always listen to our cry. And even though we don't feel sometimes that he moved fast enough, we need to trust that he is doing something. There's a song <clears throat> that we love, Waymaker. I'm sure many of you, um, my, my son likes it. And he, sometimes he's singing in Spanish. And uh, he reminds me, every time he sings it, I, I feel it, that it's a prompt of the Lord telling me, even though you don't see it, I am working. He says, siempre estás obrando, siempre estás obrando. Aunque no te podemos ver, siempre estás obrando. Even though we don't see you, you're always working. And he, he is like that. He works in a mysterious way, but we must trust all the time that he's always working on our behalf. And we, not only we are precious children of God, but he has deposited already that faith in you. That's why we can believe in Santa Claus since we're little. We can believe in what our parents say. We can believe our teachers because faith has been given to us. We all have that gift. Even though you say, no, I, I don't have it. We all have it. We just place it in wrong places. That, that gift it's given and it's free, and, but sometimes we place it like the teaching of the kids this morning in places that are not, do not last forever. We place it on people, on government, on money, on opportunity. We place it in things that change, in things that move, in things that die. And every time we do that, we will get disappointed. But we are always reminded by him to place our faith, our faith in the only thing that would always remain, and it's his word. It's unchangeable. He is unchangeable. He's the same today and forever. So when we place our faith in him, we know that we anchor anchored to that rock. We are not going anywhere because he's not going anywhere. And, you know, it's hard to keep the faith. We know because... You know, circumstances scare us many times. We become, we become a little anxious. We become fearful. And that's how we know that when that tension comes, we know that it's time to pray. 
and knowing that we are not alone. It's time to place our faith in the only truth. And I love the way that Pastor Andrew brought this young guy here and prayed for him. He would never forget that he has a church, a community of faith praying for him, that he's never alone, that he knows that his father will wake any of us any moment, and we will start praying for him at any moment. So the Christianity is not living rules by yourself and trying to be good. It's about knowing how desperate we need a Savior, how desperate we need to trust him and not doing it alone, doing it with a community of faith that surrounds us all the time. But this gift needs to be cultivated like any gift that we have. If I give you a plant today, you need to cultivate that plant. I hope that you keep it alive. I can promise if you give me a plan that I will keep it alive. You know, sometimes I forget to worry. That's why the, the ones that I have in my office are plastic now. <laughs> but, but gifts are, to, are meant to be cultivated. Gifts are meant for you to know how to use them, how to enjoy them. We must cultivate the faith. So every time that we need it, it will be there, ready to serve us. And the way that we cultivate, it's really easy. It's, we need to remember what we're thinking about. Feeding faith through the word, through prayer, through time with God, five minutes a day with God, through trusting him in the simple things. We trust him, many of us trust God in the big things, but we don't trust him enough in the little things. God wants to be involved in every area of your life, any area, even what you're wearing, even what you're gonna cook. He wants to be involved in every single aspect of our lives. And as you trust him with the little, you will learn little by little how to trust him in the greater, in the greater, in the greater. So keeping faith, it's about trusting that he will never leave you strength. And, tr and cultivating that faith is so important. The second lesson, it's about keeping a thankful heart. When we start singing that day, it was about keeping our heart thankful. Lord, we don't know what you're going to do, but we do know that you are going to do something. And I'm sure my parents did that um, <clears throat> out of following the example of Jesus. Every time Jesus encountered challenges, his prayer to the Father was a thanksgiving prayer because he knew the Father was going to take care of the situation. When he was going to raise Lazarus from the death, he didn't say, oh, Lord, wake him up. He went to the, to, to the tomb and say, thank you, Father, because I know that you always listen to me. People didn't believe, but Jesus did believe that the Father always heard him. And I want to share this story in Matthew 14, 19. The, the uh, multiplication of, of bread and fishes. As he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves, and then gave it to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. Jesus was not scared because he didn't know how to feed 5,000 people. He gave thanks to God for the five loaves and, and the two fish. So as we keep our heart in thankfulness, all the time for what we do have, 
we will be able to see God in what we don't have. So in the waiting time, let's give thanks for what we do have. Many times we are waiting for God to do something different, and he has already done it. But sometimes we are, we, our expectations do not match with the plan. So keeping a thankful heart all the time will help you to see God move. The Bible says that blessed are those who have a pure heart because they will see heart. They will see God. So the thankfulness helps us to keep our heart pure because I tell you complaints are the cancer of faith. When we start complaining, when we start complaining and we start um, saying, that, you know, and complain about what we don't have, that cuts our faith. It, it blinds us to not see what he has already done. So a thankful heart, a thankful heart will be always a willing heart and a heart that will have the discernment to see God moving. And, and the third lesson that I learned that day was to remember that God is able and God is willing to bless you. I want to share this story with you in Matthew 8, 1, 2, 3. When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and kneeled before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately he was cleansed from his leprosy. This is one lovely story. I love to see Jesus in that light because Jesus is not only interested in changing my pain and changing my circumstances. Jesus is not only interested in, in, in doing something for me. He is interested in touching me. He, this man could have been stoned to death because there was, there was laws for them for the people who, with leprosy not to be around people who were clean. But the desperation that this man had, the pain, and the faith that he had in Jesus was greater than any of his limitation. So he decided to come to the only one who he knew had the answer to his problem and kneel down. And he, and I love this because he made a request, but he made it with a statement. If you want, I know you can clean me. And he, if he wants, he can do it for you as well. But sometimes we think, why am I left here? Why do I have to go through cold? Why do I have to go through loneliness? Why do I have to go through rejection? Why do I have to go through this pain? Well, I have realized that Pain has been my best friend. Every time something has to be cut out of my life, pain comes along. But I tell you, when we are faithful, we make it to the other side, greater and in a better understanding of who God is. Many times we're going to live in pain that we don't understand. But I tell you, many, many times it's because he loves us, and he wants, he wants us to bless others. A lot of the pain that we go through has to do about helping others to go through as well. And he's trusting us that we will trust him to get us through the other side. And 
every painful situation that I've lived, I have seen God in a new light. It's not fun. And sometimes we want him to hurry up. But every single time, the light of him comes greater and bigger. So what do we do while we're waiting in this pain and situation? Keep faith. Keep the faith. Because he is willing and he's able to touch you and to change it when you and I are ready. This is the, great, the goodness about God. He's not a genie. It's not a lamp that we, you know, we touch and comes out and I want a Lamborghini. Because if he does that, pretty sure I'm going to have an accident or somebody's going to steal it or, you know, something can happen. Is that a, so he's a father. Is that a Lamborghini what you need right now? No, right? So let's, let's wait a little bit on that. And he's a father. He will give us what we need in the moment that we need. So instead of being bitter about what we don't have, Let's have a thankful heart. And he, he wants us to remember that faith is the gift that he has deposited in us, that we need to cultivate and keep it. And, and I wanted to say this. Sometimes we feed fear more than we feed faith. Sometimes our faith fails because we haven't fed it enough. But we have fed our fears, our doubts. And we do that through thoughts through what we read, to what we see. So it's important for us to remember. The Bible says that our eyes, our sight, are the lamp of the body. So make sure that your lamp are looking at the right things and you are hearing the right things to keep out your faith. We need to keep thankful during the time and circumstances. We need to remember that he is able and willing to come to our rescue. So at the end of this faith journey, we will say as apostle, the Apostle Paul say in 2 Timothy 4, 7, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Our job as pastors, as leaders of the church, is to keep reminding you that let's keep the faith. Let's keep it alive. I see ourselves, I see us as, as coaches. And sometimes we come along, along you, and we need coaches too. We, we, get a, and we get a lot from you as well. I have, I cannot tell you how many times my people have preached the same message back to me. <laughs> and, and, the, and it has been so encouraging because that's what we're called to do, to share with each other, to keep the faith, keep the trust in the one who will never leave you, who will never forsake you, who will last forever, that is Jesus. Amen. And I would like this morning to, um, to, to ask you, if you do not Jesus personally yet, today is a good day to start. We want to pray for you as you start this journey of faith. And if you feel that you have maybe wandering off and you started you know, have a relationship with God, but you feel that you have maybe detached a little bit from your faith, we want to pray for you. If you're going through a hard time, Pastor Andrew and I would love to pray for you. So we invite you to, to come to the altar. I'm going to close, close us with prayer now, and we're going to wait a little bit in the, in the altar for you to come. We'll, we'll love to pray for you. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this reminder of how good you are. 
hearing us here sing in English and Spanish, and together as a, as a big family, I'm sure that has rejoiced your heart so much because that's what you want. You want us as your children coming together as one to you who are the father of all answers and all light. Father, thank you for the gift of faith and help us to cultivate it, to grow it. Help us, Lord, to help others to grow their faith as well and to continue to be the light of this dark world. Our faith is what keep us, keep us safe and keep us in peace. Help us to keep it continuously and to grow in your love, your patience, and, and in your community, Father. Thank you for everyone who is here today. And help us to grow closer to you day by day. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. <laughs>